what is up, Oasis Hey-o. people? We Whoa. are back. Um, you just missed out on a wonderful conversation <laughs> that we just had before, but you don't get to be a part of it. You're just teasing them with it. Yep. We got another good conversation. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. This is the much better conversation. You didn't need to be a part of the last one we just had. Um, but today we're talking about boundaries in relationships. <laughs> and so when it comes to boundaries in life, what are something that you're super strict about? Mm-hmm. That's good. For me, I'm pretty strict about like leftovers, I'd say. You know, I have a very hard, hard seven day rule. Mm. Anything over seven days, I'm not into it. And and I know some people are gonna think this is crazy. But anything dairy, I won't go a day past the expiration date. Yeah. You even gotta you even gotta watch a day before too. <laughs> yeah, it's really? crazy. Yeah. Sometimes you can get milk for up to like two weeks after bread, their I'll go, date. Bread ten days after, just give it a look over. Right? Oh, I'm never looking at the expiration date on bread. Never? If it's not moldy and it's not dry, I mean it. <laughs> That's crazy. That's pushing it. <laughs> yeah. Bread, like 10 days. Dairy, not a single day over. And anything you cook leftover-wise, seven days. Cooking on a Sunday, you got to eat it by next Sunday. That's my right. rule. Someone that I will not name had the <laughs> leftover taco meat from the Super Bowl Ooh. last week. Is that you? How many weeks was that? <laughs> Not gonna say. Oh. I don't think it was me. Wow, I didn't even, but... I didn't even remember, think I remember there was. I forgot uh, it was there. All right, Jana, what about you? I have lots of these weird little quirk things. Um, the one I haven't shared with you guys though is I refuse to eat food upside down. So like, if I have a burger, it has to be right side up. Oh yeah, I won't for sure. eat it upside down. A sandwich. There is a top and there's a bottom. Mm-hmm. Even if it's of just a sandwich? like, even if it's just like regular bread, it has to be bread, meat, cheese. <sighs> Yep. Condiments. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So there is a top to the food, and that's how you have to eat it. Wow. I can I can get behind that, though. <clears throat> a burger, well, because there's anything. a top well, bun, yeah, yeah. but like a sandwich. But some people just pick it up, and they don't even care. Like a Jimmy John's sandwich, you got to eat the top. Top, Subway, same thing. Um, tacos, there's a top to it. You can't eat a taco upside down. <laughs> Well, not like a heart, like a, <laughs> no, just, well, like a burrito, <laughs> like a tortilla, soft shell. Okay. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> well, of course first, you're not going to eat the first bite and it's upside down. I, w- I don't, I always look and I position it oh first. Oh my gosh. But to be honest, it is kind of a psycho move if you go bite, flip, bite. Totally. So there's or like, a top. can you imagine mm. someone, they get a burger delivered at a restaurant. <laughs> it's perfectly right side up. They flip yeah. it but upside down and eat it. I don't know, some people will like eat it and then I'll see them like, little kids especially, they'll just like lay it down like this and then they'll like uh. pick it up like that and it's upside down. <laughs> I'm like, that's the worst. Okay, fair enough. So, fair enough, we so. see you. They also, like people who eat around something and like a burger, they eat around the outside, that's weird. That, like, that you you gotta weird. eat straight. I, I can get with the crust. If there's a crust, I could maybe see... Trying to tackle the crust first because it's not the good part, so that there's more goodness on the inside left left for the end. But interesting, not into it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Are you the guy with an uncrustable that like chews off the little edge part first? <laughs> no, because then you spill it all out. <laughs> that's true. You lose your seams, man. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people do that though. That's weird. Um, Sorry if you're one me, of those people. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just offended everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, uh, anytime that. I go to wash my hands and there's a paper paper towel dispenser. I will always take three. I do not care if my hands are dry on the second one. We're we're getting the insurance with the third. If they're still wet after the third, we're hitting the pants. Like I was gonna ask if they're like sometimes they put out like six inches of paper mm-hmm. towel. Yep, but I have but to take just three. Three and then you're. Mm-hmm. Mm. If it's more than three, less than three, it feels wrong. Man. 
Sometimes highly I'm, convictional on that. I'm usually <laughs> trying to get away with one. Oh, no. It depends, I hate the first one because like it just yeah. turns into like... It gets wet too fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your hands dry naturally. Well, yeah, but... Yeah. Brennan's just walking around flicking people <laughs> with his... I've, almost every time I come out of the hands. bathroom, my hands are a little bit wet. <laughs> <laughs> They're clean. I know. It's just weird. Nobody wants Three. to touch somebody with wet hands. Yeah. Especially knowing you just went to the bathroom. <laughs> Even I though we can assume hands. it's clean, it's still weird. Three paper towels. <laughs> it's wild out here. Yep. I'm a two kind of gal. Unless they're really small and you need more. But I don't like to touch my pants or clothes with wet hands. So let's keep this rolling. <laughs> yeah, we gotta <laughs> yeah, get into we this. gotta we gotta move on. Um so we're starting this conversation knowing that we have to live in relationship with people. We just finished a couple of weeks ago our four week series on relationships, XOXO. And also in Sunday morning, we're walking through a series called Becoming Whole and where the past few weeks have been over conflict and forgiveness. And I think all those really play together right into this conversation. So if you want to go beyond this conversation, those are, of course, the resources we're going to point you to. If you want to continue to live in relationship, go watch the XOXO series. If you want um, to continue to pursue uh, wholeness in a whole a bunch of areas. Go check out the Becoming Whole series um, over on Grace Point's channel. But we have to understand that people are broken. We're, we're sinful people. We know that um, from Genesis 3. And relationships are hard. We don't have to convince anyone of that. That living in relationship with broken people is bound for brokenness. Um, but we still desire to do relationships well. And so like we said, relationships aren't perfect. Um but boundaries are sometimes needed. They're needed to maintain health in a relationship that when relationships take a turn for unhealth, um, there needs to be a correction and that correction usually looks like boundaries. Or they could be needed to separate to a healthy distance that um, as we come closer in relationship with one another, there's a couple more points where there can be conflict and just a, a rubbing. Um, and so we need to create that distance because you know there's maybe too much closeness and, and there just needs to be health in that. But all of this mm-hmm. conversation comes around the pursuit of health in relationships. That's good. Yeah, and, and because relationships are broken and because people are broken, there's bound to be conflict and hurt and pain. And now the conversation of boundaries has to address the level of hurt and pain, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> in every single relationship, you should discuss boundaries. Like even my wife and I, we have to discuss like one some couples are crazy. Like, they just have no boundaries at all. <laughs> but I'm like, when I go to the bathroom, I'm closing the door kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Some couples, it's like, I'm taking a deuce. Come on in. I'm like, no. Nope. That's the way my family yeah. <laughs> ah, See, like, that for me, it's, we're married, you know? We're yeah. one flesh, one life, like, one one people. But yet, I'm still closing the door when I use the bathroom. Like, things like that. It's like, and sometimes my wife, she wants to overshare some stuff. And I'm like, nope, that's it. Stop. I don't want to know that, right? Like there's these boundaries you need and that's like a healthy relationship. But then you can go to the far extreme where some of us have experienced really, really broken relationships Mm -hmm. where every single interaction with this person for however long you've been in a relationship has left you wounded and scarred and hurt. And to there, we would say you still need boundaries. Those boundaries are going to look different, but that's where this whole conversation comes in. So from there, let's just start with what our command and goal is probably, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the command in relationships mm. is always for forgiveness, and the goal is always reconciliation. Uh, when we look in Scripture, Romans twelve eighteen says, "If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone." So we are called, especially as Christians, to forgive um, because we have been forgiven by Christ, but then to also let Jesus take the weight and the burden of our pain, and that's a an interesting process of mm. of. Someone even asked me this week, like, how do you know if you've forgiven someone? And that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, but the desire and the hope should always be for reconciliations. And so relationships don't have to look the same when there's pain and brokenness later. And that's where boundaries come in. But how do you take tangible steps to continue to live in peace with someone? Um, pla- placing boundaries where they're needed and knowing that sometimes it's just not possible for a relationship to continue mm-hmm. um, in the way that it was or even at all sometimes. And so you have to set the boundaries that are needed and, and process that and provide forgiveness and reconciliation and unity and yeah, all yeah. of the above. <laughs> Let's define boundaries and then even go back to part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what are boundaries? <clears throat> boundaries are the dividing lines in relationship, relationships or just anything. The term of course comes from geography of there's the dividing line separating property from property. Um, but they're dividing lines that communicate what is and what is not permissible. Um, so this is the, hey, this is okay and this is not um, conversation. And when put in place, they limit our selfish desires and, and they also protect us and others from manipulation um, and control from undesired sources. Yeah. So like even yeah. if we go back to that, <clears throat> forgiveness is this piece where it's the command. So we have mm. to learn to live in forgiveness and learn, I think is a key word there because yeah. it's not perfect, right? Mm. Like, I, All of us probably at the table are working through what it looks like to forgive someone, what it looks like to take that declaration of faith and to trust that God is providing that forgiveness in us, releasing that burden. But reconciliation is where this boundaries conversation really comes back mm-hmm. in because if we're, we have to decide what are those lines, Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? If, if, if it can be reconciled, the boundaries can be less, right? So say you have a friend who they said something that hurts you, right? So you have that wounding, you're going through the process of forgiveness, but now as you're trying to reconcile, you have to go to that person and say, hey, you wounded me in this way. And now maybe you set up a boundary where it's like, okay, we don't talk to, we don't talk about each other like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And maybe they said something to you that was mean or like, hey, they wounded you by gossiping. And so the boundary is, hey, we don't talk about each other to other people when the other person's not present. Mm -hmm. Like that's Mm -hmm. a boundary that's simple, but it will protect you and help you to get back towards reconciliation. But on the other end of like the spectrum where someone has wounded you severely, the boundary might be, we don't live in relationship. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That that seriously could be the boundary you need Mm -hmm. to establish is I cannot have consistent relationship with you. Like you can't call me. You can't text me. We can't see each other. Like I was watching, uh, well, we were watching the show. What's the one? The dating one on Netflix. Uh, the new one? No, 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 no. The the wall. Um, uh, Love is blind. Love is blind. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the wall. We were watching some Love is Blind, which I always go back and forth. I don't. It's not great. It's, it's whatever. But we were watching the reunion, and this this couple had broken up. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a nasty breakup, like terrible. He treated her poorly. She was not wise enough and mature enough to be in the relationship. It was just terrible. And in this reunion, they were trying to decide if they should be friends and see each other consistently. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, you both have severe scars from the relationship yeah. you just went through. You should not see each other consistently. Yeah. Right. Like there's these boundaries that we put in place to protect ourselves as well as curb some of the selfish desires because your flesh might still want to be in relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. So... That's where like the reconciliation piece is so key for boundaries because they will protect our 
future selves and protect everyone else involved, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. Um, yeah. So why do we need boundaries is, is the conversation we just yeah. had. Um, <laughs> but not only is it for ourselves, but like you said, just a little bit, it's for others too. Right. Um, that sometimes this conversation can be, oh, like if you're setting up boundaries or sometimes if you're trying to set a boundary, this might be a defense the person that you're in relationship with might have of, well, you're selfish for setting up that boundary. Like you're only caring about you. You only care about like what you think, what you feel. And Jaina talked about this in the last week of XOXO that there's this pendulum of where we like fall on. You want to explain it a lot better than I do? Exactly what are you talking about? <laughs> like loving yourself yeah. if it's good oh, or bad. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. right. Yeah, there's an aspect of uh, loving yourself that cares for um, who you were and who you are right now and who God wants you to be. And sometimes boundaries play into that. And so sometimes a boundary needs to be set um, to protect you from who you were to continue to live out who God wants you to be, continue to become. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you're getting at. But. Yeah, and so someone might say, why are you setting up this boundary? Like, that's so selfish of you. Like, why do you only care about it? But it's for them. Mm -hmm. It's for you and them. It's so that that relationship can either continue or cannot continue based on the health of both of you. That it's usually done in love. It should be done in love. Yeah. And I learn best from examples. And so the one I'm thinking of in my head is just like when we think about boundaries, boundaries is a word consistently tagged to romantic relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like when you're a Christian, we're always talking about boundaries, 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 which is good. But boundaries are go beyond just the romantic life. They yeah. go to yeah. friends, they go to family, they go to coworkers, classmates. Like it, it goes to every mm -hmm. single relationship you have. You should define some boundaries. So in that, it's like if we were talking about the easy example that is romantic, romantic is like you might set up a boundary that the two of you should not be alone in a room, to, like in a bedroom together. Mm -hmm. Like that's just a boundary you might set up in your relationship to help curb from lust. And the other person might think, well, that's selfish. They don't love me or care about me enough to have that privacy mm -hmm. where you're trying to explain in that boundary where it's like, okay, I'm trying to protect myself from lust because I know that when we get in there, I struggle with these temptations as well as I'm trying to protect you so that I can be the best significant other possible for you now and for our future relationship. Mm -hmm. So again, even there, like someone on the outside could see that boundary is selfish or the example we used in the a uh, couple minutes ago where the person who has significantly hurt you, maybe it's a relationship that suffered some abuse and you put in this boundary that says, I can no longer be in relationship with you. I don't want to have contact with you. I don't want to see you. The person on the other end of that, the abuser might think that's selfish. Mm -hmm. Like you're cutting me out of your life. Like you can't do that. Like they might throw Bible verses at you or something about how mm -hmm. you're supposed to love people. But in that, it's a place that's not safe for you and it's not healthy for you. For you to be there, it's going to deter your own health and your own soul. So to keep yourself well so you can continue to live and build the kingdom of God in all the other spaces you have, you're going to have to take that what is selfish approach. And mm -hmm. I put that in air quotes. Yeah. So others might call it selfish, but if you come at it with a pure motive, it's I'm trying to preserve myself so that mm -hmm. I can best continue to love God and love people. Mm -hmm. That's where it can yeah, and I think we can walk into this uh, looking through the lens of Galatians 5.13 that says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. That we go into this not wanting to set up hard walls and hard boundaries to, to hurt one or, or to only serve ourselves, but it's to serve you and the other person out of love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a conversation I had uh, a couple weeks ago. Someone asked me about boundaries between the two sexes being that 
for so long, we've done these poorly. I mean, most people still do them poorly, but trying to figure out what relationship can we have with people of the opposite sex? Can If I have a significant other, can I still be close friends with someone of the opposite sex? If I have a significant other, can I still text someone that's a coworker of the opposite sex? Just like fun stuff and like, like where are the boundaries here? And there's a Billy Graham rule out there. I don't know. You can Google it if you want. But he essentially had this stance where he would not interact one-on-one with most women. And he did that to protect him and to protect his uh, his ministry and what he was doing. And God was doing amazing things in him. But one of the discount or the, the, the hardships of that is he didn't have relationship with a lot of women. So a lot of people who could have benefited from him, they didn't get to. And mm-hmm. he had a, people who have in, implemented that rule in their ministry or in their lives have seen almost an abuse or a neglect of women because they, and it can go mm-hmm. the other way too. Like yeah. if a woman does that, they can neglect male relationships. So in all of that, we're trying to figure out like, okay, in these boundaries, what can we do so that we don't manipulate, hurt, and ignore other people too? Mm-hmm. So it's just like yeah. coming back to this idea of love and humility is it's not as clear cut as sometimes we want it to make want mm-hmm. to make it. Yeah. And we have to be able to sit down and have the humility to ask mm-hmm. the questions, to have the conversations, to discover what people's needs are and what our own needs are to set these up. Mm-hmm. And to set boundaries out of love too. It may be setting a boundary for someone else. That's not that if you're not the problem, like mm. receiving abuse or whatever, that if you see, hey, something that you're doing is unhealthy in our relationship, I'm setting this boundary up for you that mm. you're limiting like if you're okay um, with like, oh, what's a good example? I'm thinking of like um, Paul eating meat sacrificed to idols yeah. that he limited him, himself to not help others stumble. Yeah. Um, and so if there's something that you don't struggle with, but mm-hmm. someone that you're in relationship with struggle, struggles with, you may set that boundary in that relationship out of love for them, mm-hmm. knowing that you don't struggle with that, but in order so they can walk into the fullness mm-hmm. of the life that God has called them to be uh, into the person that God is forming them into be, you set that relationship. And uh, so it doesn't yeah. always have to be out of a reactionary mm-hmm. of, Hey, I've been hurt in this way. This, this happened or in like a negative context. But again, it's just in the pursuit of health and say, I don't, I, I see this in you that I don't think is healthy and mm-hmm. I, I want to walk, walk alongside you in this. And so I'm wanting to set up this boundary between us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I think you bring up a good point there in the fact that we're having this conversation about boundaries in relationship, but a lot of times boundaries in relationship have to do with things that are not also people, mm-hmm. right? So like the example you used was Paul and sacrificial meat or like, hey, your boundary might be like with that group of friends, you can't go downtown because every time you go downtown with that group of friends, like you end up drinking too much. Mm-hmm. So again, that's a boundary with this group of people, but it has like location based to it yeah. mm-hmm. or like, Hey, I, our boundary, like I can't bring my phone into my room past 11 PM. Cause I struggle with pornography. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's not even like, that's a boundary between you and like your heavenly, that's like, you're setting it up alongside your heavenly yeah. father to protect your own soul or like a boundary around like how much money you spend on something like, Hey, mm-hmm. I don't spend $50 without permission from my life group or from one of my accountability partners. Like yeah. those boundaries to help again, protect yourself. You can attach those to non-living people Mm -hmm. right like yeah yeah it the the conversation goes beyond even what we're talking about Mm -hmm. so what are just some quick Mm -hmm. we we already hit a few but just some examples of what these boundaries can look like yeah one i've thought of that i've had to set with different people in my life um is just around how we talk with each other Mm. um so i've had people where we sit down and we just vent 
or mm-hmm. we just are always pessimistic or critical or, um, and I've had to say like, Hey, like every time we get, de- we get together, this is all we do. And there, it doesn't feel like there's any joy or like restoration in this friendship, not because you're not a joyful person and I'm not a joyful person, but we've just made this our like mm-hmm. thing. Um, and so to say like, okay, instead of doing that, we're going to talk about what's good or mm. um, instead of venting or when we do vent, we're, we'd always try to bring it back to a positive or there's a hope in a situation. So that for me is like oh, a personal good. example. Super good. What do you think, Dylan? Um, yeah. Another one, one of the hard ones is just abuse. Like we've talked about whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, verbally, um, there has to be lines drawn. Um, you're worth so much more than the abuse that has happened to you. Um, and so there needs to be lines drawn to protect you from that. Um, cause that's just not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a lot of those situations and that that's where a lot of the boundaries conversation can come from is from abuse. So, yeah. One for mm-hmm. me that I'm thinking about is like boundaries between work life balance. Mm. That's a good one. That college students, we learn like in college, I feel like you really learn to blur that, you know, in high school, a lot of times you have class from blank to blank and then you go home and maybe you have some, a part-time job, but it's, it's pretty like cut and dry. You're not like, you're not usually bringing your work home from Dairy Queen, right? Like <laughs> you might bring a story home of a, like a crazy blizzard story, but like you're not bringing too much of that emotional or like mental toil with you. But in college, it gets a little bit more blurred because you mix your schedule so much, right? You pick mm-hmm. your classes. So you might have an 8am class and you might have class that goes from four to 8pm. Like, yeah. So you don't have that cut dry time. And so in between, there's a lot of homework that gets done or different things. Your part-time job is getting pieced into that schedule. Then you graduate and you go into like young adult life, or maybe you're there after high school and you find you're working this job that's 40 hours a week and it has a cut eight to five. But a lot of times you're experiencing when you're investing that much time in something, there's a mental, emotional, like relational toll that you bring back home Mm -hmm. so you're going back to your roommates you're going back to your significant other you're going back to your family and you're carrying so much of the weight still or you're carrying actual tasks from the day and you're extending your work life so far beyond the bounds Mm -hmm. and you might have to set up a boundary with your roommates or your significant other to say hey i you can't work after 6 p.m Right. Like, or like we can't talk about work stress stuff <coughs> mm-hmm. on Fridays, you know, just mm-hmm. to make sure you're protecting your own soul from overwork mm-hmm. and making sure you rest too. And man, I, I'm be honest. I'm so guilty of that because <laughs> what I do for a job is like my absolute passion. And so it's like, I yeah. go home from work, I'm tired. And it's like, what do I want to do for fun? I want to work more. <laughs> and so yeah. I fall into that where I'm at home and I'm sitting and I'm working. And then it's like 11 o'clock. I'm like, I didn't take any time to rest because I've just been working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found joy in it for the moment, but it's like I know I've had to really be disciplined this year into not allowing that to happen. Yeah, because then the problem becomes not just the fact that you're doing extra work. Mm-hmm. It's then everybody in your life is getting your leftover burnt up reserves. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? You don't have anything left to give to your friends, your family, or your significant other. Mm-hmm. Like You're just giving them your scraps because you spent the best part of you at your work. And that's just not fair to them. Mm -hmm. So a boundary to protect that relationship might be to limit work. Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of start to wrap up this conversation, how do we go about setting boundaries? Like, I feel like this can be a really hard conversation because as you talked about, there can be conflict that can be hard to resolve and we don't handle conflict that well. It's just people we try to avoid it as much as possible. And I think that's probably some of the reasons why we start to avoid these boundaries conversations because they are hard. Yeah. And, and sometimes we don't like to fight for what is hard. Um, 
And so how do we enter in having this conversation? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm going to jump in first Go for because it. I think one of the things that we skip steps in doing is we start and we go have a conversation to try to establish boundaries when we have not done the pre-work mm. of mm. trying to figure out what do I feel and what do I need? Yeah. We can That's feel good. the tension in relationship. We've, we've experienced the hurt and the pain. And so we just are quick to conversation, which isn't terrible. Like you mm -hmm. need to have the conversation. But I would encourage you to take a step back first and say, why was I hurt? Where are those feelings coming from? Like, what do I feel like I actually need? And don't write out the whole script and like yeah. narrate the whole thing in your mind, but get at least some kind of base foundation so that when you step into the conversation, this is not the first time you're trying to hash out these mm -hmm. ideas. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like, be honest with yourself. I think that's another piece of it too, is when it comes to boundaries, we're just often neglecting like where we're struggling. Mm-hmm. So say to yourself, okay, this is not okay. This is a place that I'm struggling. This is my, like, I need this boundary. Because if you're not willing to admit it, you're not going to be able to go and fight for it or mm -hmm. to have that conversation. Yeah. Those were the two things that yeah, I thought of just pre-work. Pre-work is important. Yeah. But then from there, go about it peacefully and with mm -hmm. truth. So scripture, Ephesians 4 says two and three, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And then 4.15 says, instead speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. So as you step into the conversation, can you do it peacefully? That's where the pre-work comes in. If you're stepping into that conversation with hurt and bitterness and anger mm -hmm. and frustration, you can't not do that peacefully yeah. um but then speak the truth be be confident in what you need and be able to communicate that um with humility with gentleness uh with the peace of god mm -hmm. before you and then can consistently communicate the boundary yeah that's good I, mm -hmm. I feel like i've experienced and i see it in other people where we have set a boundary but then we don't consistently communicate it and so somewhere along the way the boundary got caught crossed mm -hmm. and there wasn't really like replications or there wasn't like a further conversation. So now both people are in this gray zone where they're like trying to figure out, is that still the boundary? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And clarity is kindness. And so we always want to yeah. communicate to people. This is still, even when the boundary gets crossed, communicate, say, Hey, we did wrong. Repent, like confess that sin, seek healing, and then come back to reestablish the boundary. And even if it doesn't get broken, like if you and a friend have a boundary, like just consistently come back to it and say, mm -hmm. Hey, like, I know six weeks ago we set this up, but like, are you still okay with this? Mm -hmm. And then like another six weeks, mm -hmm. another eight yeah. weeks, you know, like just make sure you're coming back to the and reiterating the, the why you mm -hmm. established it and making sure that it still is a, a, a something you're committing to. Yeah. yeah. And I think you want to say something? I was going to say in that you can give testimony to how that boundary has been helpful for yeah. you. Oh, for mm -hmm. sure. So you set that boundary and you want to come back to it in six weeks instead of being like, hey, remember we said we weren't going to do this? Be like, hey, remember how like. You know, like this is what God's done because we haven't done this. Yeah, or we've worked yeah. through that or, you know, like see mm -hmm. how our relationship has grown because of this. Like you can bring hope into the boundary setting mm -hmm. process as well. Well, one of the quotes we throw around here is what's, what's celebrated gets replicated, yeah. Yeah. right? When you celebrate healthy boundaries, when you celebrate boundaries that have been successful, you will see that that, that is something you go back to because you know it brings results. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and in the, in the, uh, just bringing about clarity in these relationships, we have to be really careful because I think, like when you said, when it don't, when it doesn't get communicated clearly, and there's kind of like the the gray zone, it's when we start like, oh, I didn't have that conversation. Like we crossed the boundary, we didn't talk about it, but now I'm just going to justify it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, so you start making excuses for the reason the boundary was crossed, yeah. and then it just starts to fall apart from there. That's mm -hmm. that's the one moment where 
yeah, you, you did great. You set the boundary. You, you started to do the work, but then it got crossed and then you didn't talk about it. And then you just mm-hmm. said, well, it's not that bad. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the boundary yeah. wasn't that needed. Like, yeah, it was kind of helpful, but, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, be really, really clear. And like, if something happens, talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and consistent communication, like you said, seek accountability. Um, if you have a life group, which is what we would explain is a small group of people who have intimate relationship with one another, um, who confess and pray for one another, um, process and, and talk about life and really dive into those deep things that you can't just have a normal conversation with at a coffee shop. Um, seek accountability in that. If, if there's someone you say, Hey, I made this boundary, this person, will you help me keep it? Like, will you check in say, Hey, did you follow that boundary? Did you, um, you know, like, not gossip when you went and hung out with those friends. Yeah. So, so seek that accountability so that like there's someone else. So you don't start to justify yeah, that's good. That's good. boundary crossing. So they say, Hey, did you do that? And you're like, nah, I, I messed up this week. And they're like, all right, let's, let's not do that again. Cause mm-hmm. now you don't have the opportunity to justify me like, well, it's not that bad. And we're like, no, but you set yeah. that boundary. Yeah. Um, so that brings in accountability from the outside to, to keep that the way it was supposed to be. All in all, like Jesus wants you to have healthy relationships. Yeah. He wants yeah. you to thrive and boundaries is going to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So this week, just evaluate some of your relationships. Take the time to think about it. Be honest with yourself and yeah. see where you might need boundaries or where some boundaries need to be readdressed and go about those partner with the Holy Spirit. All right. Yeah. Yep. Peace. Super good. See, see you guys. See you guys.